swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. There you are. We are recording now, aren't we? Bingo. One minute. This is just ringing. Hold on. Oh, for, for, for. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Jake. Uh, I, hope that, I hope this is recording. I just pressed start recording, so... We're just starting now. Just starting now. Ridiculous. Look at him. Oh, she's hung up on him. He's got, he's got an iPhone now as well, PH, hasn't he? What's going on here? New house, new phone. Told you, so all that merchandise you stole from Wembley. Well, how much money do you make? I told you he's the David Beckham of Crown Green, didn't I? Look at him. They new headphones as well. These are old headphones. They look a bit fancy there, and they're blue. Yeah. Oh, did you get free with an iPhone 65? The only thing in your life which is old, Paul. (laughs) The arrogance of the man. Look Look at that light fitting as well. Bet you that wasn't cheap, was it? Don't Elm. Uh, that'll be Don well, Elm. It's not, it's not actually ours, so yeah. Oh, you'll have that, won't you, when you move out? <laughs> 24 carat rose gold. It's not actually much. yours. Uh, it was there when we bought the flat. Oh, so, well, it is yours. What's, my, what's theirs is yours. What's mine is yours. <laughs> well, what I mean is well, we, yeah, we, we, we never bought it. That's all I mean. You inherited it. Inherited oh, like it. like um, Mickey inheriting a bad squad last summer. Yeah, pretty much. Right then, folks, welcome back once again to the This Is Tramia podcast. It's the season preview for season 22-23. How's that really the season we're in? We're way past even Back to the Future here, Paul. That was 2015. Uh, my name is Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta. And join, the boys are back in town, the boys are back together. The podcast panel, Mr. PH Paul Harper and Jake Keogh. How are we, fellas? Good, good. Yeah, very good, very good. I need, I need a little bit more from you both, a little bit more pizzazz. Look, there's, there's, 300, there's 300 new Tramia podcasts out at the minute. We're comp- we used to be the original original best and only one. Now we're competing, you know, just bloody no, thousands. Now we're like the 10th uh, the in the rankings. We're the original and best, aren't we? Like yeah, the Beatles. No, um, yeah, looking, looking forward to the season. You're very much the John Lennon of ours, aren't you, Paul? Yeah, exactly. Just watch your, watch your back. About to get shot. <laughs> yeah, just, just watch your back, mate, coming out of any hotels. When are you going to New York oh, again? As, as I think you'll show on Twitter, um, it took John Lennon about 30 seconds to piss me off 
after, <laughs> after we've rejoined as a trio. Yeah. Because as soon as we started speaking to him, he rudely removed Ridic- his headphone because we're not important enough and spoke to someone else on the phone. Ridiculous. I'm not joking. Luckily, I think we just started recording on time. Within I, I, It was less than 10 seconds, wasn't it, of the call, getting on the call. <laughs> To be fair, it's been 10 minutes till we've been trying to get Jake actually on the call, so... Oh, we... we, Do you when they say you might not... That thing of you might not see certain people for loads of time, but then you pick off... It's like you've never been away. It's like we've never been away from the podcast, was it? The shambles, just getting us (laughs) all on the same call. Absolutely fantastic. So this is the season preview, isn't it? This is Trammy on Twitter, you know, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that malarkey. It's the season preview. It's been... I'm not one for preseason anymore. I used to maybe go to the Heswell game because that was normally a nice summer evening, but we don't do that anymore. I've not done any of the preseasons. I've, I've watched the highlights. I've, I've kept more than abreast of, you know, the summer signings and stuff. So basically, first, let's go to let's get Jake in. You know, Jake's always good value for money. He's got a lot of fans, hasn't he, on the pod? What are your thoughts on the recruitment this summer, ins and outs, and the general? What are your thoughts on the squad going into Saturday? Um, I've actually got the squad list in front of me now. Just so wise. Well, you're very organised, aren't we? But in terms of recruitment, I've, I think I've probably touched on it a few times in the past and I've made it clear on Twitter the last few weeks. Massive, massive fan of um, signing young players. I think it's something we've always missed out on. And I've always thought we never really gave our own youth a chance. And now... We then scrapped our youth, scrapped our academy. And for a long time, we were a club who only really dealt with players coming to the back end of the career. And you can't, you know, look at the Brentford model where they get young players in, they develop them. You still progress while you're developing these young players. You sell them on for a much bigger fee you brought them in for, and then you do it all over again. And it looks like James Warren's trying to set up something similar to that here. And this season, I couldn't tell you, you know, the thing with young players, when you sign them, you don't really know what you're getting, do you? I couldn't tell you if they're going to be fantastic or not. But I sort of, I think it's a risk worth taking. It could turn out to be absolutely fantastic, and I'm all for it. Paul, you echo those thoughts? Yeah, it's good to see younger younger players come through. I would like to see a bit more experience added and I think we'll probably come on to it, the kind of the one or two areas where we're probably a little bit light. Obviously up front where everyone's you know, talking about them. Um, and obviously with Charlie Jolly getting a, that bad injury in pre-season. But yeah, no, I think um, from what I've seen, I've not seen much to be fair. And I've I went to the Huddersfield game on Saturday, so that's pretty much all I'm judging this on. But um, some of the players I wasn't all that familiar with before then, um, but I was relatively impressed with what I saw on Saturday. And yeah, I think we're I, I like the style that Mickey's talking about wanting to play the high press and the uh, the high tempo sort of game. So obviously, youthful side is going to be. You know, better at that um, as the season goes on. I'm sure there's areas that they're they're looking to improve on, and uh, it wasn't it was it wasn't perfect on Saturday, but it was it was pretty good against a decent side. So yeah, there's plenty to uh, to get excited about. I think so. Yeah, be interesting to see how we. I think if we get off to a good start, I think confidence could really build and momentum gets going, and these young lads will really believe that that uh, you know we can really have a go this season. 
Well, I think what's happened the last two seasons is we've sort of petered out, haven't we, towards the end of the season? And I don't know if that was the age of the squad. The you know the average age was quite high, or certainly the, the spine of the team. You know, obviously with, with Clark and you, Spearing wasn't that old, but the fact that he's retired basically from football by going and taking the, the coach and player coach role at Liverpool under twenty three shows that. I think it was the way. You know, we we had to do something, didn't we, to try and make a mo- you know, establish ourselves as a club. What, like, what was our ethos as a club? What's our playing style? What are we hoping to do? And for a club like us, this is the only way. And th- we can see it has worked at other clubs. Obviously, Brentford is a prime example. They had a lot more money. But, you know, look at a club like Peterborough. And again, they've got more money. But it's the only way, isn't it, for a club like ours now, is to try and find these gems. And by all accounts, again, I've not seen... The only player I've seen a bit of, because um, I'm a, like a loser and a nerd and a just you know, a boffin. Is I do what I did watch a lot of um, Scottish football, and I watched both the Scottish um, Championship playoff games, the Kilmarnock Cali Thistle games, and I watched the weekly roundup on YouTube of the lower league games, and I watched. So I saw quite a bit of McClear last season. I remember thinking because he had that standout game. Jake, don't you look at me like that. <laughs> Obviously, he was the player in in the Scottish lower leagues on YouTube. Got, when I can't take Tasco's to bed dead early at like nine. If I've been making music all day, so, you know, I'm like, what can I do? And I'll just stick on. It's like the SPFL roundup. It's like half an hour and it's Championship League One, League Two. And it's like, do you know what? It was a Greenock Morton, I think, was sponsored by Millions, you know, the sweets. Because I presume they must be made up there, Millions. Because why else would you have that sponsorship? But I saw them play it in that, um, that playoff final. And he scored, he scored one free kick and then he scored another. And even the second half of last season when he was there, he just looked a player. And when we signed him, most of you, who is this guy? He's, you know, he scored a great goal on Saturday. That was him, wasn't it, with his uh, the right foot? Yeah. Paul, great volley. Yeah. Exactly. Someone, I've seen a few people on Twitter say he reminds them of Norbert. And we've, all three of us have said, we've been crying out for an Ollie Norbert replacement ever since he left. Um, And I think hopefully he can be the one. And that's exactly, you know, these type of players, young, hungry players from, you know, all the Premier League academies, the amount of players that are there. I mean, I was just looking, for instance, to go slightly off topic, the amount of players Chelsea have got in their first team squad. I, there's some players, and I didn't even realise they were Chelsea players. You know, they, they've gone out on loan mm. and they come back in. And it's just, they, they are the example of these Premier League clubs who hoard players, like quality players. And we've got a couple in this summer. We? I mean, I think McClay's going to be, I said to them, Twitter, I think he's going to be the standout player for us this season. And I think Bristow could be another one. I know a lot of the people in the game speak very highly of Bristow and we're quite surprised that we managed to get him because there were some much bigger teams than us in the hunt for him. But I think what we can offer, and we need to be a team that can do this, we need to be a team where players like them, you know, like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, look at us and go, if I go to Tramia for two, a season, two years, three years, then... I can get myself a move up the league. As would you believe it? Where do you think this background noise is coming from, folks? <laughs> Myself, Jake Keogh, or PH Big Time, Paul Hollywood Harper. Wow. Ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Ridiculous. <laughs> Pitch invasion time. Absolutely shambolic, isn't it? The more so. things change, the more they stay the same. Ridiculous. <laughs> you can say like... <laughs> what are his thoughts on the recruitment, Paul? Reese, what do you think of Tramir's new signings? Is that Reese McClear? 
Parker. Parker. He doesn't know. And he doesn't care. <laughs> Runs in the family then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, go on, Jake. Who do you think then of the... I know, again, we've said that we don't really know that much about a lot of the, the summer signings in, in you know a good way. Anyone stand out to you in the recruitment as someone who you go, that, that looks like a player there from the little we know of them? Do you know what? I haven't been to any pre-seasons myself. The only one I was... I, I go to every year I was working for um, Warrington away. Obviously, I always go there. I, I go there when Tramir aren't playing. I like Warrington, to be honest. So it's like a win-win for me. That And I always say, for some reason, it was the same again this year. Warrington away pre-season is always a sunny day. I don't know how it happens. If Tramir played Warrington every day, it'd be like fucking Australia over here. I don't know how it's just a sunny fixture. It, guaranteed. it never hasn't been. Yeah, it all just guaranteed. Um, but I missed that one this year, which was a shame. But do you know what? When we signed Reese McAleer, or McAleer, or I haven't figured out how that's pronounced yet, um, I felt like, do you know when you were a kid and you'd see players linked to teams? Or like you talk about it, and I was like the compilation videos where fucking Neymar gets linked to Liverpool and next thing there's a three minute video of Neymar doing step overs and scoring free kicks yeah Tramia tweeted the video of him scoring a few goals from outside the box and then there was a little thread underneath it of different goals he scored and I was thinking hell, who's this fucking world piece we've just brought in <laughs> like I've never heard of him before but from this 15 seconds compiled videos from last season he's fantastic <laughs> I mean, if I compiled a fifteen, you know, a, a two-minute video of Paul Harper's crown green career, I could make him look like a contender, couldn't I? <laughs> well, see, this is what I mean. So, out of the probably <laughs> three thousand minutes he played last year, them fifteen seconds have really shoulder to him. He might not touch the ball for the other two thousand and ninety-nine minutes. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, but well, he scored in them fifteen seconds. I mean, if we can have someone, Jake, you can beat the first man at a corner, and you know, score. I don't know, one oh. free kick a season? That would be an upgrade, wouldn't it? Can I jump in there? Oh, must you? Because he hit the first man on corners about three times on Saturday. Paul, it's pre-season. <laughs> He's getting them out the system, yeah, lining out the floors. Do you know what? He, he, he did look very good on on Saturday, to be fair. He was the one He's that left, stood out he for left-footed, Paul. Is he left-footed? No, right-footed, I think. Right-footed, yeah. Um, but could go, could go either way. Um, so... I suppose two footed if you if you want us call him anything, but no, really high energy. He was pressing um, the defenders. He was everywhere. Really, he was one of those busy midfielders that had, one minute he'd be supporting the strikers, next minute he's helping out in defence. Well, if we want yeah. to play Paul that high energy pressing style, which by all accounts that's what we're going to be doing. Mickey we'll touch on yeah. we'll touch on Mickey's post match interview after the Huddersfield game a little bit later. You need these young players who because you know it's just the way all teams are playing really these days yeah, yeah. certainly the top teams so yeah. all these lads that we're getting from these you know, Premier League academies who've been playing who've come through that's how yeah. they've been taught to play yeah, so yeah. bringing them in here I mean for me you look at a great example of how we are, we are a good club to send players to I look at Warrington now Lewis Warrington at Everton he's impressed their fans a lot in pre-season and by all accounts he's impressed Lampard to, to the point where, I mean, I look at some of the, their options, Evans' options. He should certainly be in in you know match day squads for them because yeah, okay. 
yeah, you should be. And, you know, for someone that he came here, played six months, and I thought he was one of our best players in the second half of the season. The fact that, you know, we did peter out in our bad form, it was not on him. It was not on he did wrong. So you'd like to think we can get a few more. But, I mean, the the big rumour at the minute is Glatz, the Glatzel one, isn't it? So would you... I mean, I, I would take him back in a heartbeat, and apparently the rumour is that we don't want him on a loan. Or if it is a loan, it will be similar to the, the O'Connor one, which would be a loan till January. And then we... You know, say we buy him, we wouldn't be paying for him, would we? We'd take him on. And I imagine there'd be a huge sell-on clause. Um, but, you know, obviously his injury record is a concern. But to sign a player of that quality, and we saw it did take him a few months to get up to standard and, you know, used to playing League Two football. But that he- partnership he had with Hemmings for all too short of a period in like January, February, before he got injured at the Mansfield game, I think in March. Glatzel, Hemmings, Nevitt, and then obviously Jolly's out. So we will need another one. And again, we'll talk about that later about the rumoured incomings still to come attacking wise. Surely you're both on side with if we can get Glatzel back, whether it be on loan or as a permanent, it would be a no-brainer for me. What about you? Glatzel on loan. Yeah, probably. Glatzel permanent, a million percent. If it was if it was similar to a Leo Connor kind of deal. Yeah, I think it, that's, that's the plan. And that sounds a bit weird with it being, well, why not on loan then? And I can't really explain it, but I just think I'm sort of happy with what we've got. I know we need more, don't be wrong, but I'm happy with what we've got in terms of I wouldn't want to see Nervous Hemmings or say we signed a third striker and then loan Glatzel. I, I don't know. I don't really like seeing our players who we want to progress held back by loan signings too much. Um I just you, you know, you just you're watering someone else's plants then. Good but analogy. I just think if it was like a Leo Connor deal, Leo Connor, I still I forget about that one. I still can't believe that deal happened. Leo Connor last the way he was playing last year. It's not even like he was having a bad year. He was our best player in a lot of games. Well, he's, we, he's got another two years left, hasn't he? We signed him two and a half years. So he's got two no, years left on his contract then, I think. You see loan players coming at Samia, and it's like bittersweet because you watch them play very well. And you think, well, we're not fucking getting him back. And then he's Leo Connor last year is playing incredibly well. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden out of nowhere, Leo Connor's here on a permanent. And it was, I don't know how this has happened, but this is fantastic. I think it's it's uh, we touched on it before for players like them, and he's not young, young, is he? Is he? Is he? Is he, is he still? But he's still no. I think he's the youngest. He still plays for under twenty ones, doesn't he? Oh Isn't yeah, he the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he looks older though, doesn't he? So oh, yeah. for players like that, who realistically to get in the Celtic first team, you've got to be you know, you know, a very good player. If they want, if you want to play. There's two different types. I think the mentality's changed in a way for young players. They realise now that, yes, you can stay at your, your, your Chelsea, your Celtic, your Liverpool, your United City, whatever, and pick up them wages that you're probably not going to get elsewhere where you're not, are you? But you're not going to play. And then when you're out of contract, where do you go from there? You've not played any football. Even if you've been out on loan, if you go out on loan and enjoy your football, go and sign for them. Sign on a two-year deal. If you believe in your ability and be like, I know I'll go there, and in a year, 
someone, a championship club's going to come in for me for half a million pounds, quarter of a million. And then that's, it's a win-win. We get the money. I mean, that's very much the case. There's been a lot of rumours of Cogley this summer, isn't there? People being in for him. And the only reason we haven't sold him is we have not been able to get a replacement in. Uh, there was that, was it Freeman? There was someone in Portsmouth, and he either stayed or went to Portsmouth instead. Uh, Maguire, was it Maguire from... Um, Man United? So, no, no, no. Get him in. Um, there was a guy from Preston who ended up going to Portsmouth, who apparently we had Rafferty. Rafferty, Joe Rafferty, I think it was. Uh, not, not to be confused with the song Rafferty Street, but a great saxophone solo. It was a bit of a careless whisper. Um, but apparently, there's the people who know much more than me are saying that Cogley could still go before the start of the season, or even in January, if we can get an adequate replacement in. But the, the way that we're looking, we're setting up to play with three set of halves and wing backs. He is, no pun intended, a vital cog, Lee, in the way we're going to play. Him and Bristow on the wings. And with you know the signing today, Jordan Turnbull coming in, um, formerly of Salford, you know, Northampton. He's 27, multiple promotions, a winner. That is a hell of a signing today. And I, I didn't see that coming either. I knew he was out of contract. But, you know, defensively, we look very solid, don't we? Especially with the by all accounts, the Tom Davis injury looking like it's a little bit more serious than we thought. And then to lose Charlie Jolly, Tom Davis and Kieran Morris, you know, for, I mean, Morris looks like he's out until minimum October, November, which is a massive loss. Jolly potentially for the season I've heard Davis heavy bruising. That could be anything. It could be a week, could be three months. So yeah, great signing today, Turnbull. And I think, we do need the only things left now is attacking, attacking like wingers and a, and a couple of strikers. Thoughts? Well, we're not going to sign wingers if he's playing further back. So you're looking for more. That well, sort of yeah, maybe 10. not winger. Yeah, but pacey, pacey attacking players who can play yeah, across the way. Glatzel comes into his own because he's very different to obviously Hemmings and Nevitt. Yeah, they're out and out number nine yeah. and number ten. Yeah, yeah. and, and your your other only other option really is Jake Burton, who's obviously a very young and untested, really um, at this level, particularly. But um, you know, different again. Um, but again, he could play you know wide. So Glatzel could be a, a really good option and a, a bit of a variation because you do need sort of different types, obviously different against different opposition, different defences and stuff. In terms of the defence, you would, um, I mean, I, I wasn't convinced on Saturday um, by the defending. <laughs> I mean... Um, I've not I seen the, the mistake Yeah, I mean, from um, doing, but I've heard it was... Yeah, it was was pretty bad. I mean, aside from that, he, he you know he was relatively solid, but I do have a question mark over his confidence more than his ability. Because obviously, the way that last season ended, where he got pretty much dropped for Joe Murphy to come in and try and steady the ship, doesn't show a massive vote of confidence in in you, to be honest. Bringing in a forty-one-year-old to replace him, um, and obviously that. Little mistake on on Saturday, yeah. Friendly, get it out of the way, out of the system, like. Um, not sure, not entirely convinced by Jameson, whether he's just come in to to make up numbers. Um, but 
sort of a le- le- more of a left-sided player, and obviously Robinson yeah. left-sided as well. I thought he had a decent game actually. Um, and Neil Byrne is obviously a nice steady head and you know quite reliable and and experienced. So um, hopefully with Turnbull coming in, on a few of them. Sorry, Paul. Come on, mate. Um, on a few of them incomings you you just mentioned that we didn't mention before. I always judge a player. Obviously, in the lower league, you don't really see too much of other players as such. That like, and you know, you can't watch them on the TV when and you only see them two games a season when your team play against them. Um, so I judge them normally off reaction from the tweets of say Hartlepool when he said Neil Bain was leaving. When Hartlepool said Neil Bain was leaving, they were gutted. They were gutted, and they rep- they're all replying to his family's tweets about how good of a sign we've made. And you love that, don't you? You love to see that. Then you flip it on the head, and we signed Kyle Jameson. And honestly, for a second, <laughs> I thought Oldham just, you'd have thought Oldham had just been promoted. <laughs> they were delighted when we signed Kyle Jameson. And that's obviously a little bit of a worry. Um, and other signings we hadn't even mentioned, which I was made up with um, John Nolan, if stays fit, what a yeah. signing. Um, Paul Lewis, I think, didn't set the world alight last time he was here. But I don't think he was a bad player last time he was here either. I think he got through in a few different positions, which helps no one. Um, but I think he's steady, solid. He's definitely, you know, he he thickens the squad out a lot more. And I was quite happy to see Paul Lewis come back now that there's more quality on top of him and he's not necessarily a guaranteed starter. I'd definitely say he improves any team in League 2 for the squad. I think he could be a similar one this year to what Foley was last year in a way that, you know, if if need be, you could throw him on up top for the last 10 just and go make a nuisance to yourself and he'll run himself into the ground. Or he can play, you know, midfield. He can play that, you know, like you say, he's a very versatile role. I bet you he could play centre-half if he'd be. But hopefully, we might centre-half, we won't be needing any um, centre midfielders playing centre-half this season like last year. But then, you know, with the injury, with the luck we've had with injuries in recent years, these injuries in pre-season are just... I mean, but what... I, is it? Does any other club have three? Not. I know that Jolly wouldn't have been a starter, but he certainly would have been on the bench from the start. Davis would have started, and Kieran Morris is arguably our best player. And we were all flabbergasted when he resigned in the summer. I was on a stag do in Bel Medina when the news come through, and you better believe it. We were on them sex on the beach immediately after we heard that. So for him to be out, he's a, like the Morris injury is a massive blow, isn't it? It is. But then it looks like you'd think. The strength, like we've just said then, there is strength there. I mean, this Reese Hughes from Everton, I didn't know much about him, but a few of my friends who are Everton fans have said they were very surprised that they let him go and then that he came to us because he was and still is very highly thought of there. And, you know, there could be a few, but there could, like you said there, obviously the established players that have come in, we're happy with, but there could be a couple there who, you know, Surprises. The John Nolan one, people who signed him and people were immediately like on Twitter, another old scouser. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, what is he, 30, 31? That's not old. If that's old, Paul, me and you're in big trouble. Thanks. And yet he's had a serious injury, but it's not like his career's been 
injury after injury after injury. It was one serious injury, and he's come back. And he's a quality footballer. You know, you don't go to Ipswich for the amount of money that he went for without, you know, having something serious about you. And it, he's not a scouser coming. He's not a Michael Higdon, do you know what I mean, coming here for one last pay packet. He wants to play. And again, with the competition for places, certainly in that central midfield, because it looks like, you know, there's going to be three, realistically, isn't it, can play in that midfield. And there's a hell of a lot of competition there, even with Morris out injured. So it's one of them. We could probably have a little raffle, or, you know, a, a sweep. What's the starting 11 going to be on Saturday? I don't know. Does anyone know? Will it no. be the one that he started with, do you think, against Huddersfield? I think <laughs> realistically, you know, that it's going to be Nevitt and Hemmings. They're probably, you know. I think Turnbull's definitely going to come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you think Ben Turnbull and Rob- Robinson. Robinson is the left. Yeah. And then Bristow Cogley. But that yeah. midfield three, who who would you be looking at? That McAleer, definitely. Yeah, he's Connor, start. definitely. And then who's your final one? And then I he's... think Hawk, Hawk started on um, on Saturday, but you've got the likes of Chris Merry. Yep, um, Nolan. The lad, uh, Reece, the Reece you talked about, who came on and looked really good. Uh, Lewis. 20 minutes, you've got all this. Yeah, all different types yeah. of players as well. Yeah, but I think, I think Hawks. Did either of you listen to Elliot Nevitt um, straight from the off podcast? No, it's on It's on me thing. I'm, I might do it um, on my bike ride tomorrow morning. Um, I was Chris Many impressed at the back end of last season, didn't he? Come in, um, done a job at left back and done well in the games he played, I thought. And Nevis on there, they ask him to build as um, perfect footballer. And he says, when he get like, they do a different party body, left foot, right foot, attitude, header, blah, blah, blah. And when he said left foot, he said, Chris Murray, he said he's got the best range of passing that he's ever seen. Um, he said he's just one of them players. He said Spio's very good. He put, I think he put Spio for right foot. And he said the range of passing Spio's got of his right foot. Chris can do the same, if not better, with his left foot. And uh, you, you hear that and you think he came to us as a centre mid, done okay as a left back. It, I, I'd like to see him get a chance at some point to centre mid to see, yeah. you know, what what will we see of Chris Merry? Will he come in? Because it's off, like we've seen it with Charlie Jolly. It took him 18 months, two years, whatever it took for him to get that opportunity to to actually play in a game to get a start, to get a little run of games. And he took it with both hands. And I don't know, what if we put Chris Merry in centre mid for three games? Will we turn him into Perlo? Especially with Leo Connor behind him, just doing all his doggies. I don't think, like, I would, if Chris Merry starts on Saturday, I'd have no complaints whatsoever. I don't think anyone would. And I think that just shows, I haven't really looked at the squad in depth this year. But I'm looking at it now. Let me just, re- I'll go through the squad quickly. So you've got keeper wise, you've got Murphy, Duan, and uh, Hewlett. Uh, defense, Cogley, Byrne, Leo Connors actually listed as a defender on here, but we'll put him in midfield. So you've got Cogley, Byrne, Hockenhall, Jameson, Hyde, Tom Davis, Bristow, Robinson, and Turnbull. Um, midfield, you've got O'Connor, Mary, Kieran Morris, Hawks, Lewis, McClear, Nolan. Reshoes, uh, Jack Williams is listed, and so Stratulis. And on up front, you've got Hemmings, Jolly Nevitt, and Jake Burton. That isn't that, that that's a strong squad. 
with again presumably you know, if you put Glatzel in there up front and maybe one more like pacey attacking I mean is it the guy um who played at Southport and apparently came on late is it Umbongo Mumbongo it sounds like I'm making that name up don't it but that that is the the Burnley guy Mumbongo yeah, yeah. Um, look at wait, read that midfield again, Matt. Sorry. Midfield list is Leo Connor, Chris Merry, Kieran Morris, Josh Hawks, Paul Lewis, Reese McClay, John Nolan, Ryan Stratulis, Reese Hughes, and Jack Williams. With all due respect to um, Ryan and Jack Williams, with the exception of them too, and that's only because they're young and unproven. I, I, I haven't seen them to to know anything about them, whether I think they're good or not. Any of the others, I don't think I'd be disappointed to see them in the 11 on um, Sunday or Saturday. No, I honestly you've, wouldn't. You've got, As you say, Reese Hughes, I haven't seen him, but he came with all the bells and whistles. They loved, yeah. He came with such a big reputation of... He, he's a Welsh under-21. The Everton under-23s loved him. So, as much as I haven't seen him, if he starts Saturday... I'd be more than open to it. I'd happily, I'd, I'd like to see him in the eleven. But then, I'd like to see the other eight midfielders you just named in the eleven as well. It's. I was just about to say it. Literally, is the eight there? You've got O'Connor, Maddie, Morris, Hawks, Lewis, McLean, Nolan, and Hughes. Like there's, there's eight. Good variety there as well. Yeah, the, like, there's no players, two players the Lewis. same, is there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think if you if you if we're looking for, so. I said McClear and um, O'Connor. If you're looking for the third one to be sort of that more Kevin Morris type, get in the little spaces, pockets. the little pockets of space, then you probably go with, with Josh Hawks. Yeah. If you're looking for someone to get on the ball and get us playing. Nolan? Nolan or, or Merry even. Um, but that Reese Hughes came on, he did look very good. I mean, he was only on for like 15 minutes. But he did look good on um, on Saturday. He looked like he's um, you know, comfortable on the ball. He was trying to play the little um, slide rule balls to the to, into the forwards. Um, so yeah, with the, there's promise throughout those um, those midfield options, definitely. So Mickey's post match on Saturday. Have we all seen it. Yes. Jay, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not normally one for post-match interviews or presses, even in the season. But this one, immediately, within about 10 minutes of it going on online, I had like a text off someone in the group going like, you need to watch this. So I sat there and watched it, and it was, do you know what? It was typical Mickey, wasn't it? And then Paul, Paul and Jake, you know him better than most. That was, is bullish the right word to use for what it was? He certainly was on the offensive, and from again, from, from well, well, Derek didn't ask him any questions. No, we just spoke for twelve minutes. Didn't he? <laughs> from, but you know, from a few people I know in the game, and a couple of people who, you know, know him quite well. And he work at other football clubs. They've said, you know, Mickey. We all know what Mickey's preferred style is, and Mickey's preferred thing is big squad experienced players. That's always been his way, isn't it? Going back to Fleetwood, you know, Shrewsbury, he likes a big squad of experienced pros and he likes to, you know, he, he likes to build from the back. He likes to be tight. This new style of playing and this new recruitment strategy, which apparently comes from 
Palios, James Vaughan, obviously, is the director of football. It almost goes against his ethos, but he's accepted it and is willing to work with it. Whether or not that was forced upon him, I guess we'll never know. But as we've all said, we think this is the way forward for a football club like ours and for any club that wants to try. And, you know, again, our end goal by all accounts is to be a sustainable championship club. I still think that is highly unlikely with just the gulf between League Two, League One, Championship and the Premier League. Certainly with the Championship and the Premier League is just nuts. But, you know, he came out and he was, you know, he was not backwards and going forwards, was he? And he said, yeah, we're going to be high press. They're young lads. They're going to make mistakes. And I did I did like how he said, don't blame Doohan for making the mistake. I, we're asking him to do that. Blame yeah. me. So if anyone's to blame, he's already there saying, take the blame. And I, I, do, I just hope that we don't have a disastrous start to the season, a la John Barnes in 2009. And then Mickey ends up going in October because it's just a disaster. You've got to hope that with the squad, and we've just looked at that, and I think it's a very good squad with a few more still to come in. I don't really know much about the, a lot of, what League Two teams have done. I know Mansfield have spent big again. I know Bradford seems to be going for it, but they seem to do that every year, don't they? And even Stevenage, we play on Saturday. They, you know, recruited well early as well. Crawley, you know, you know, they've got some suspicious money coming out of need at some NFT crypto firm. So there's big money getting splashed around again. Uh, Northampton have recruited well. They'll be looking to have another go. Lost out in the semis last year. So it's a, I think it's a much more competitive league than last year and even the league year before. So what did you think then of, of Mickey's post-match on Saturday? Just to, 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 to touch on that point you made about this playing style, I think Mickey's always been fairly adaptable, really, in terms of tactics and the way he wants to wants to play. I mean, you look at some of the changes he, well, he had to make at Wembley um, in the National League playoff final. I think he's always been sort of adaptable and and can make changes as and when are needed. Whether, you know, this style and recruitment uh, policy has been kind of forced upon him, yeah, possibly. But I think the, um, the style of football isn't a million miles away from what we were playing, you know, in his, you know, his first spell. Um, high tempo, get the ball forward quite quickly. Um, and play, play, play on the front foot, play forward. Um, so, your yeah. style depends, doesn't it, Paul, on the plays you've got? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and then we had Jennings and Norwood, we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so I'm... Uh, you know, I'm comfortable with the fact that he's got a group of young players who've got tons of energy um, who can play on the front foot and press high, win the ball back in the attacking areas um, and hopefully create a lot more chances than we did last year and score a lot more goals because that's basically what killed us last year. We didn't score enough goals. No, we didn't. We scored defensively, but we didn't score enough goals. And, that, and then where he's talking about risk... Yeah, there's going to be more risk and we're going to get more players forward to hopefully score more goals. Whether that leaves you mega vulnerable at the back, I think with playing a three, you always have, normally, you should always have that spare man. Normally. Um, and obviously we've got good pace, uh, both wing backs to, to get back and, and work defensively as well. 
Um, so yeah, I think there's there's a nice balance, and it's going to be obviously it's going to be finding that happy medium between everybody bombing forward and you know every you know when we need them, people getting back behind the ball. But um, from what I saw on on Saturday, I, there was lots of promising signs. So I'm I'm quietly confident, let's say that um, you know that we, as as you said, Matt, it's it's that. It's that start that's worrying me. If we get off to a good start, these lads are going to, you know, these lads are going to have so much belief um, that they could kick on and, and do incredible things. If they it's vital get off we get a good start, bad start, and confidence is not, and you know, there's rumblings in the in the stands and whatnot, then I think you know the younger players could really be negatively affected by that. A bit more than you know your, your steady eddies um, who we've had in the past, but you, you could time will tell, and you know those first ten games are going to be really important, and hopefully we can get off to a to a good start and put ourselves in a good position to have a good season. When are the Paul Harper NFTs available? <laughs> well, because I heard they they cannot go down in value like Michael Owens ones that they they just cannot decrease in value. Um. I don't know where you heard that. I'll have a couple Paul sorters out. I'll have go give us three. How much are they? Oh, we're talking thousands. Of pounds. <laughs> thousands of pence, we might be in the right ballpark. Yeah. But um no, I'm 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 confident in um, in the, the fully confident in the gaffer to total belief that um, you know he knows what he's doing. Been there, done that got so many t-shirts and um yeah hopefully the lads can um, can do it on the pitch what did you think of it jake you, like being a you know a manager yourself um what did you think of that that post-match from him do you know what's you... what's weird right i was always very defend and win games when like with my own team when i'm watching Tramia. Give me, and this is what Mickey basically told us we're getting the other day. Give me Marco Bielsa. Give me Claudio Ranieri. Fucking dilly ding, dilly dong. No, Newcastle under Keegan, isn't it? And this is, I think we're in for dilly ding, dilly dong. I think we're getting three twos and two ones and three alls every week. And I give it to me. I am ready and waiting. I've seen enough. One nils and nil nils of Prenton Park in the last two years to last me a lifetime. I mean the first the first five games of last season, I think in total there was about four goals, uh, four and against. It's yeah, it, like, it weren't good. Paul, I went to that. Come away from that. That point. Port Vale away game, the first away game in two years with fans. Some oh, that Paul on the worst days of my life. <laughs> Touchdown at the time, the coach journey there and back, the coach. Oh, they were like, good news and bad news. Like, what's the good news? Good news is the window's open. What's the bad news? The heating's stuck on. The heating's stuck on. It's the 15th of August. Brilliant. Nil-nil draw. Just just a disgrace of a day. And yet, it, it, it was not, a, you know, results-wise, we weren't terrible, but it was very poor, wasn't it? And not a lot of goals. I I was thinking, I, I was watching, um, again, Task went to bed early the other night, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to throw on a Trammy season review on the Trammy USBs. Everyone, of course, don't forget. <laughs> what If anyone still wants a Trammy USB, get in touch. I can I can do bespoke orders. I threw on the 91-92 season, our first year 
Oh. Back in the first year in the championship, just signed Aldo. And I just watched August and September. Now, Paul, we went away to Brighton, 1-2-0. Then yeah. do you remember the we played Halifax away yeah. in the first round of League Cup? Yeah. 4-3. Yeah. 4-3. Away from home, yeah. The and famous one. 4-3, where, did we? And then in the second leg, we won 4-3, yeah. 8-6 so, eight, on AG. Um, that was the Halifax away one was the, the one where we get a penalty and the, on the video they go, didn't film. <laughs> uh, due to ca- technical camera difficulties, there's yeah, no video. Here's, here's, some, here's some still photos of the penalty. Like, oh, I love this. This club, fantastic. And then, you know, you look at that season that you had um, a 4-3 v Wolves. Yeah. You had, there were several 4-3 games at Pratton Park. And Six the thing was... Against Newcastle. Yeah, and then we beat them on penalties. Zenith Data Cup. You just, you know, we. I mean, obviously you had the ones where we used to go to baseball ground every year, get beat 5-1 or 6-1. Bristol City would normally be defeated, but we actually went and drew there. We come back from 2-0 down because that was in September. But we were under Kingy, and certainly in them days, you know, the... The first few years in the in the what is now the championship ninety one ninety two ninety two ninety three ninety three ninety four it was just goals we you know we clean sheets were rare even at home certainly away and that's why our away form probably wasn't the best under Kingy because we were so gung ho you know you, you had Morrissey Nevin Muir Malkin Aldridge just attacking plays and he let them play even you had like some McNabb and then we got O'Brien in they were all just your know, footballers and Kingy's ethos was, you know, these are great footballers, just let them play. And it's not to say we weren't, you know, didn't have a great plays in defense, but you know, the, I think with I think that team, those teams though, Matt was that we had goals from everywhere, literally, you know, everyone chipped in with yeah. defenders were chipping in three or four goals from set pieces and your midfield, you had, to, you know, Brannon, Irons, people are, um, well, in, in the, 20 minutes I watched Paul, Dave Higgins scores a back post header, and then yeah. in another game, I think it was Bristol Rovers at home, he goes marauding through the penalty box and gets brought down for a penalty. Yeah. So he was very much the... Um, yeah, you know, yeah, Licensed to, to get forward. Yeah. And I, th- and I think the, the, the three at the back does kind of allow you for that, because I think it certainly does. did play sort of three, you know, five... You like back, playing we... Mark Hughes as sweeper, as yeah, you did in the, exactly, that, yeah. the, the, the Villa game at home, and, you know... Yeah. Let's not talk about that. I mean, Robinson was getting forward quite well um, on Saturday. Um, and offers a good option with his with his left peg. Getting forward and supporting Bristow down that left-hand side, which I think could be a nice little combination. Um, but yeah, we, we, desperately we need... I mean, last, last season we had, obviously, Hemmings came in and, and scored the vast majority of goals second half of the season. Season before that, we were obviously reliant on on Vaughan, um, getting all the goals. We need goals from everywhere, and that's where yeah. the likes of McClear, the likes of Josh Hawks, Morris, when he comes back fit, all these Lewis. guys need to be chipping yep. in with goals. We need goals from everywhere because Hemmings is going to give you fifteen to twenty probably. Yeah, he if will. he sticks it all season. God, imagine if he gets in the Yeah, exactly. But you know, if you've got a striker who can give you twenty goals, you need players around him to chip in with those vital fours and fives. And, and last season, we, we didn't have that, did we, at all? So, you know, midfield needs to chip in. We obviously need goals from set pieces and that. And, you know, there's some big lads there, Nick Byrne and um, that Jameson's a, must be six, six five, six six. 
must be decent in the air. I mean, he didn't win a head all day on Saturday, but uh, if we if we get practice in, hopefully he can um, he can chip in with some. But yeah, we need goals from all all round the pitch, and, and that's what we had in that in those teams. And we had obviously had you know, brilliant attacking players, creative players, Nevin, Morrissey, all the rest of them. Um, if we can get the McClears and Hawks and Morris who are going to create chances as well, then that's um, that can only be a, a good thing. But as I say, they, they need to be chipping in with goals themselves as well as well as creating for the for the likes of Nevitt and uh, and Hemmings. And I think this is obviously a huge season for Elliot Nevitt. Uh, we spoke a lot about him last season in the world in the few episodes we we recorded, um, and how we'd done so well in his first season. It's always that second season syndrome, isn't it? Where you know there'll be a, lot, a bit more pressure on him. Um, obviously, teams will know a lot more about him. Opposition teams, um, but he again he looked improved. Um, albeit I know, I know it's friendlies and stuff, but he did look a lot fitter, a lot stronger again. Even you know having had a, a good preseason this time round, so. Hopefully he can um, he can kick on even more and um, and chip him with a, a few more goals himself. I yeah, think you know, just touching on Nevis again. Anyone who hasn't listened to it, listen to it straight from the off podcast. He talks a lot about it, but he basically says himself that last year he starts last year as a slob. And don't be wrong, incredible footballer. It's in the amateur game, absolutely incredible footballer. But in terms of his professionalism, his body fatters, the little things you need to well, be a top pro. Yeah, he starts last year as a slob. Of course, he did. Midway through the year, it's all like he started at um, ninety-four kilograms last year, and basically Hodgie says to him, "Let's get you down to eighty-eight. He ends last year at eighty-four or eighty, I think he says on the podcast, and. They only wanted him to get down to 88. And then he said it got to a point. He was losing that much body fat through all his training. He got to wherever he is now, 80 or 84. And Hodgie's like, right, no more. Like, we don't <laughs> want you. We don't want you any slimmer or any fitter. Like, we need, we want you with this physique and this build. So you, you need to keep some of that strength. Yeah. So it shows that, as I say, last year, it, it, he, he was a slow burner to begin with. And then, started to find his feet towards the end. This year, we've got a full year of professional Elliot Nevis. Yeah, he's now done a pre-season already in full con- top condition. Yeah. As he, opposed to, yeah. And he, he openly admits as well, last year he had no um, he had no time off, which again, don't think helps. Yeah, he went straight from because his day job, didn't he, fitting carpets to being pre-season? He went straight from football to football as well. Yeah. Last year, COVID, due to, last year before yeah. COVID, the Sunday leagues all got pushed back. He openly says on there, which is, by the way, in fact, I'll, I'll tell it on here because I think it, it makes you fall in love with him in a weird kind of crazy way. That last year he got the for his Sunday side, they win their um, he wins the the FA Vars semi final on the Saturday, and then the week after he's got. The the national the Sunday National Cup final at St George's Park on that Sunday and six days later the FA Vars final at Wembley and he said the Rylands lads are saying to him 
like are you gutted you're not going to be able to play are you not going to be able to play to the Canfield in the National Cup final now in case you get injured and miss out on Wembley he's like what yeah he's like what, what do you mean I, like, <laughs> I, I am playing he's like, like there's no debate about it I'm, I'll, I'll just take the risk that I won't get injured I'm playing in that final and then I'll play in that final at um, I'll play in that final at Wembley as well obviously score, scores the winner in them both and then just to top it all off, he knows he's going into Tramir on Monday. Um, and it, again, I think it shows the character he is. It shows uh, if Tramir had 25 of these characters, they'd be the greatest club in the in the 92. Um, the Canfield are playing the Bull, I think it was, on the last day of the season to win the league on Sunday, whatever the date was. And Tramia's pre-season starts the day later. And I think Steve Beck says to him, well, not playing because he's going into Tramia. And again, it's like, no, what are you going on about? I am playing. I've been here all season. There's a league to be won. I'm going to win this league and then I'll go into Tramia on Monday. And it's like, it's a crazy kind of stupid because if you get injured... That's it. But it's a crazy love for football that I think most of us have. And as much as I think a lot of people would be in that, a bit more sensible in that position, you've got to love like that love for the game of like. It's not just that, is it? It's the loyalty to the lads and the club. I put my all into this season to try and win this league. I've put my all into this club. And the same way with he'll do for Tramia this year. I've put my all into this club. Nothing is going to stop me now finishing what I've started and I think he, he'll have the exact same attitude whether it was with us whether he moved to somewhere else next summer like no matter what happens with him that's his attitude that you know like it's a proper run through wall attitude that this is my team and I don't give a fuck what's coming tomorrow or what I'm focused on this opportunity today and then Tram yeah can you imagine make this opportunity this season can you imagine what it felt like for him when he scored that like 95th minute winner into Mansfield in front of the cop Friday night at Tramia? He scored he scored the second as well for us, didn't he? Came, came on for Glatzel in that game. Glatzel's yeah. injury. He slots away the second, puts us two one up. They score in like the ninety second. And then he scores that like, you know, brilliant it was a brilliant winning goal as well. Gets put through, drops a shoulder, puts it in the top corner. Like what like I know we've gone on about the Nevitt story, but it's not really been you know, outside of Tramia, it's an incredible story, and I hope he pushes on this season, and I'm convinced he will. I think he's got everything it takes to certainly play higher than League Two. I think him and Hemmings as a partnership is about as good as you're going to get in League Two. What the hell's going on there? Oh, sorry. Is that you? Of course it was. <laughs> PH starting to sh- have a shave in the middle of the game. Joe, I d- so we should probably start wrapping up. I, I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to worry anyone here. But uh, have you seen the league table? Are we second bottom? Twenty oh, third, mate. 23rd, Only Walsall below us. That's not good enough, is it? Yeah, and then the Papa, the Papa John's league table. Guess where we are in that? Bottom. Yeah, bottom. Bolton top. Crew second. Leeds under twenty ones above us. So, mate, Mickey, he's under pressure from the off here. Yeah. We're second bottom of the league and bottom of the no, Papa John's trophy. It's not Paul, good enough. We haven't played the game, but it's not good, is it? Doesn't bode yeah. well. Yeah. Speaking of um, leagues and Go wrapping on. things up. We need to make incredibly outlandish um, predictions, predictions for what... I want an exact score and scorers for Saturday. Oh, and Jesus. an exact where we're finishing. 
in the league. Okay, Jake, you go first then. You thought about this. Four <laughs> 0 Saturday. Jesus. Four 0 Stevenage. Stevenage are going to sink like a stone this season. Put your money on it. Stevenage are going down, and we're going <laughs> to we're going to inflict inflict the first blow. Did you say why then, Paul? Wow, I think wasn't it? No, I just said wow. Yeah, wow. I was going to say because they're just like far too long now. They've just been this little unsinkable turd. Not anymore. They're getting it this year. They're going. <laughs> And we're we're starting the downfall. Goal yeah, score that I want to go with. with could score man. more than one goal against Warrington Town, but we're going to score four against Stevenage. Paul, that's the spirit, Paul. <laughs> we're just we're just warming up in pre-season. We're firing on all cylinders starting Friday night, right. okay. and then yeah, my man Nev is going to score two. I don't know who will score the other two. One of one of whatever three midfielders start, and we'll say Neil Byrne header. Oh yes, um, I, I'll say uh, I don't think it's, I, go on, I'll say two nil. I'll say two nil, and I'll say Hemmings and McClear. I'll take that right now. By the way, PH. Right, I'm going to say two one, and I'm going to say goal scorers. Hemmings and Hawks. Two H's, typical, mm-hmm. just like him, PH. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, um, what are we saying then? Final positions? Final position? Saying we'll win the league feels too good to be true, so I'm going to try and be realistic here. Yeah, don't say that. I'm going to say third. I like to think we'll. I, I think saying we'll get above playoffs is optimistic. But I'm going for it that we're going above playoffs. Dilly dong, dilly dong, <laughs> till we die. We're getting fed. It just—I've seen Tommy playing nationally like three years without winning the league. I don't. I can't convince myself we're going to league to win league two. I'll probably never see us win a league in my life. So. Jake, I'm not asked about winning league. Are you? I just want to get promoted. I'll settle for yeah. I'll settle for third. I'll fucking yeah. all day, all day. Yeah. So I'm saying third, and I'm also saying Kane Hemmings, league two top goal scorer. There's your double. That's that's your double. Trying to get promoted. I didn't think I didn't have him down as a scorer this Saturday. Might be a bit of a slow starter, but League Two's top goal scorer, Kane Hemmings. If you got Jake, if you got the Sports Almanac by any chance, it sounds very specific. If you got the Sports <laughs> Almanac from Back to the Future with all the scores and results, because you you're giving very specific predictions here. I've been thinking about this a lot today, Matt. I finished work at three o'clock. Five <laughs> hours of just staring at the wall, thinking about this. JKO's predictions. Do you know what? I, I mean, I, I, the thing is, we're going in blind, aren't we, this season? We'd say all we want, think it's a good squad. Anything can happen on Saturday. I'll join Jake. I'll say third. Go on, we'll finish third. That's what I'm saying. Paul? Uh, I'm don't, you ruin, a, don't you ruin this? A tad more realistic. First. Off, Champions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... I was, I was gonna, I was gonna try and be fourteenth. Um, I reckon seventh. We'll sneak into the playoffs. Jake, how, how soon can you be at his house? <laughs> if I leave now, I can be there in about an hour. I'll climb over the gold, the gold gates that he's got. Do you know what? I'll just ring That's... David Beckham because he's his next door neighbour and he can get me in. An hour will give him time to finish his shave off, and then at least then. <laughs> He can Ridiculous. be well-groomed. Ridiculous. So, I've, got, I've got my microphone. was right by my beard. I was having a little scratch. Sorry. The arrogance of the man. <laughs> grooming himself. 
Look at him. Who's he thinking? It's just because he's now the David Beckham of Crown Green Bowls. He's going around. Oh, I just had a text saying I've been dropped for tomorrow. Oh, so. that's a shame, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> sure. What's he done? What's Harper? What's PH done now? Dropped oh, yeah. from the squad. Disciplinary <laughs> action. Uh, anyway, the golden boy of bowls. Hey, what was what's this? Um, buy me a coffee, then pour yourself for the pod. You finished. Right. Get that in. Yeah. So I don't want to be sort of pushing people to buy subscriptions and just point out before you finish this, Paul. You have got a wedding to pay for this year, haven't you? Just on a completely <laughs> a completely unrelated topic. You have got a wedding to pay for. Yeah. So carry on. I'm not stressed that it is unrelated. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, carry on with the this thing then. Again, completely off yeah, topic. So, um, yeah, I've set up this thing called Buy Me A Coffee, which is people can support the podcast if they wish to. You don't have to. Uh, we will still make all the content freely available, but uh, if anybody wants to chuck in a quid or two quid or whatever, um, you can do so via buymeacoffee.com forward slash this is Tramir 1. Uh, I'm not sure who got this is Tramir before us, but hey, uh, one of them other bloody podcast posts <laughs> wrapped in having installed the ale the yeah, URL yeah. scummed a lot of them, aren't they, Paul? So yeah, it's, uh, pinned. I've pinned the tweet, so the link is up there. If anybody wants to chip in, it'll help. Basically, support the um, cost of our SoundCloud subscription, which we're going to try and get a Zoom subscription as well. Um, yeah, the audio quality is much better on Zoom, so. Yeah, and probably once we get to that target, I'll probably take it offline, um, to be honest. But if anybody wants to chip in and just support um, the podcast rather than um, reaching out for sponsors, I thought we'd do it this way for a change. But um, if you don't, if you don't want to support us that um, with the buy me a coffee thing, that's completely fine. There's absolutely no obligation whatsoever. But um, yeah, any. Anyone who wants to chip in can do, and if you don't, that's absolutely fine. Stop that. Paul Harper's ad break. Was it? It was Paul Harper's ad break, and I didn't even do the, the sweet for it. Yeah, plug, no. Two um, things less serious to finish on. At Hennigan Free, Tom Hennigan, just, I'm scrolling through Twitter as we speak. It's just washed his Trammy's shape from this season, 30 degrees, and the badges peeled off. Nice. <laughs> um, See, some things never change. No. Secondly, Paul, is soon to you're in the same like, like Crowns being Green Bowling Club as Mrs. Harper. Well, soon to be Mrs. Harper, should I say? Yeah, she's been right? dropped as well. <laughs> oh, she has. Yeah. Uh, well, that's he's, good. He's dragged her down. I was yeah. going to ask you if she had made the cut, and if she'd made the cut and you hadn't, then yeah. you were on the couch tonight, and so. until until you were back in the team. <laughs> However. I suppose if you both made the cut, then you can just yeah, console each other. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to read the front page of the Manchester Even News tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Crown Green scandal. I'm sure they'll be covering it heavily. PH involved yeah. again, spiking someone with an alkaline. Harper makes bonfire on Lancashire Crown Green. Cult. Oh, God. You, you must be the most hated man on the scene, mustn't you, Paul? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> can I can I just finish by saying um, obviously I, I don't have a I don't have a season ticket this season so um, I'll be buying tickets on a match to match basis um, and we bought tickets for Saturday's friendly and it was an absolute ball ache so if anyone from Tranmere is watching is listening to this oh they listen please, Paul. 
please, please sort out the ticket website. It's an absolute oh, it's a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass to get tickets. It shouldn't be this difficult. Please make it a bit easier for us. Have they fixed the book? Wait, was it you couldn't? What number was it? You couldn't write. Was it the number oh. three or something like that? There was a number. Was it six? There was a number where you couldn't physically type was, it. You had to copy and paste it from like a, a doc, another document, or like type in six on Google co- yeah. and copy it in. And they, they they didn't fix it for the whole season. That was a problem. So if you wanted yeah. a seat in the number six or your card number had a six in it, how was that? Which, a book? Yeah, I tried to buy two tickets for me and my dad. Um, they let me select one of the seats, but wouldn't select, let me select the other one. I had so, that last year. Um, it shouldn't out. be it as difficult. It shouldn't be as difficult as it is, should it? No. no Bring back pay on the gate, by the way. They should cr- crop this, get it on Twitter. <laughs> Bring back pay on the gate. I know there'll be people on Twitter that will be all over this. That's a load of bollocks, all as you ticket malarkey. Pay on the gate was just so much more straightforward. And let's be honest, Mr. Palios knows all about accountancy and that. I thought he'd be all over a bit of cash. Cash, back pocket. What are you suggesting, Jake? So, you know what I'm suggesting. No accountants know what they're doing. <laughs> Mr. Palios shouldn't be getting everything electronically paid. He's cleverer than that. Um, and I did have something else about my rant, but it's gone. Oh. Come on, Jake. Think. Talking all this nonsense about. No, it was you with all your sixes. I got too caught up in your sixes. Uh, numbers, the old mm. numbers, number of the devil, and the old six six six. It's gone, yeah. It's completely gone. Uh, do you know what? Well, we'll be back, won't we? Hopefully Save next week. To, uh... Yeah. So yeah, probably we'll... never come back. Never mind. Small mercies. So then that that was uh, I thought that was quite a professional show until the end when Paul ruined it for everyone, and with the you know, we're starting, you know yeah, starting to have a wet shave in the middle. <laughs> Got his Philly shave out, and he ridiculous grooming himself like a cat. Yeah. You'd be licking his bollocks next. Go on. <laughs> Completely irrelevant to everything. Fantastic. Perfect <laughs> for this podcast. Paul is like the Nick Kyrgios of Crown Green Bowling. That's <laughs> what I was trying to say. Yeah. Well, hated by everyone. He just, do you know, what? he brings he brings media to the game. Like, just you know, what? any Nick publicity Kyrgios. is good publicity, isn't it? Yeah, but exactly, Paul yeah. spitting at people on the sideline is. No, it's not great, but I mean... Yeah, in his Sergio Tacchini tracky. Yeah, <laughs> he's walking open. around. Heckling, he's, get, he's, he's heckling the crowd, isn't he? Unbelievable scenes. We should definitely go and heckle him one time. <laughs> Will you ever be coming to the Whittlepool? We have, if you're playing at the Tixalls, I'll be there. Yeah. They can get pretty nasty at the Tixall. It's, yeah, it's like, remember, it it's like going to Galatasaray away. Welcome to hell. Has anyone ever booed at a Crown Green Bowl? I'm actually been there, Paul. No. Oh well, oh, Jake. That's all about to change. Jake, <laughs> right, Jake. We'll stay on, when Paul goes. We'll stay on this chat and have a little discussion about something completely unrelated to Boo and Paul Harper at the Bulls tournaments. Nice. Paul, you just let us know when your fixtures are, pal. Yeah, <laughs> may or may not them out, there. Yeah, Woo-hoo. when's it's going to get pretty lively at that? So, um, good luck to the boys all, all seasons. Kicks off on Saturday. Stevens at home. Get there if you can. If not, is it on iFollow? Is he? In this, no, it's not, is it? Not unless you're not in this country. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, get a VPN. Or there's other means of watching it, of course, but we wouldn't possibly um, talk about that. And do you know what, Paul, in all seriousness, there's a lot of other Tramia podcasts out there. Give them all a listen. I don't know the names of them all, do you know what I mean? But they're, they're all very different. You know, some much more serious than this. 
some much more analytical, focus more on the actual football other than... You <laughs> so know, actually talk about Tramia? Yeah, but if you're after, you know, like grooming tips, shaving tips, you know, um, crown washing green, machines, washing machines, crown green information, all that sort of stuff, then this is the podcast for you. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we, get on, we, we talk about the real serious stuff. I mean, we're the only ones, Paul, of the, of the pre-season preview pods. We're the only one who's touched on our perilous league position at the start of the season. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's not good All to be starting. Forgotten about, don't we? Yeah, we. Well, you know, that's why we're the original and best, Paul, aren't we? Exactly. That's what we are. The originals. We were here from day one. A Jake Humphrey and his podcast. Oh, let's not get into that. So yeah, enjoy the game. We'll be back. We're going to try and do one every two weeks, aren't we? And sometimes we, you know, if it's been, you know, if we win, we'll probably jump on and do a weekly one. Um, if we lose, we'll probably be in a huff and can't be bothered. And it is hard, as like you said, Paul lives in Manchester now. Jake's working away all over the country when he's not in prison. Um, I'm the only one here, stuck on the will, based all the time. So I, I could always churn out a few solo ones, wouldn't I, with the tweets again? You know, they're not the, the end of the world on a Saturday evening before they go to work. So, yeah, but we'll be back much more. We'll be back just like the old days. Lots of pods. So get in touch if you enjoy the show. At This Is Tramia on Twitter. Uh, same on all the socials go and follow us subscribe on Spotify leave a review on Apple Podcasts they help us out a lot with the algorithms and stuff like that give us a follow as well at Mayabit on Twitter at Mayabit17 what are your socials fellas? I can't remember I knew one of us let me know double H wasn't it? no no KOJ4 I lost the password to it oh Jesus KOJ4 no, I'm not reading that out. I actually, so, yours is that Paul Harper 84, isn't it, Paul? Paul Harper 84. There's no way they give you, like, a J-A-K-E-O-9975-9500. It was either that or that. Bitch so. name, bunch of numbers. Yeah, yeah, and a few random letters from your name. Yeah, you don't so want So I that. had to go with him. Um, I had to create my own one. I'm not that... Well, at least you've lost the underscore. That's why I'm last one with JK with two H's. The moment you've got an underscore in there, it's just chaos, mate, because you, you might press hyphen instead of underscore, and then something goes wrong. It, it's just a world of chaos. And, you know, I, I believe Marvel are making a film about underscores because they just create chaos everywhere they go. That's it, then. We'll be back much more regularly. Buy us a coffee if you want. I don't mean physically go to a coffee shop and buy us a coffee and bring it to us because it'd be cold by the time we got there, certainly pH. And I don't mean brew us a coffee in your house. I mean press the link in our pinned tweet that is buy us a coffee. Got confused in this, Paul, on it. Maybe take the tweet down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Help pay Paul Harper's wedding to higher costs. I'll, I'll retweet it. Yeah. I'm not hiring. Are you buying? <laughs> Somebody you're, not that, you're not wearing that what, the Tramia suit that you stole with the, the Tramia emblem on. Oh, yeah. I could, I could do, yeah. Speaking of, well, just quickly before we do wrap it up, do you know what I found in my Mars the other day? I was there getting like the last of me bits that triple XL long sleeved Iffy Anora, yellow Zara, Matt's worn shirt from 2002. Yes. And my mum went, Oh, what is that? And I was like, Yeah. And I tried it on. And like, if anyone's going to a festival, if you're going to Creamfields um, next month and you need a tent and you want it to be high vis so you don't know, you can't miss it, you can borrow the shirt. All you need to do is rip it down the front and stick it in the ground. It's preposterous. Yeah. So then. That's it. At this is Tramia on Twitter. Buy us a coffee, the pin tweet, if you're interested, you want to contribute to the pod and Paul Harper's wedding. And we'll be back next week, probably, to look back at the Stevenage game. And then who have we got? 
Accrington away in it on Tuesday. I might possibly. Stevenage, Mansfield, I feel, I think, in that order, is it? Yeah, no, isn't it? Isn't the um, Accrington game in between them? I've got, I have got no, the fixed. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. 20 quid, isn't it? 20 yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll see how much money we get in the buyers of coffee. Use that for some tickets. <laughs> if you want to yeah, buy yeah. a ticket to the Accrington game, please feel free. Put that buyers of Accrington ticket into the buyers of coffee. That'll do, yeah. won't it? And if you want to buy us a coffee at the Accrington game, yeah, I'll we'll have a hot chocolate. <laughs> but um, yeah, but we'll be back looking back at the first few games of the season next week or the week after. Up the fucking time, yeah. 